the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tuesday, let's get it right, right on the line. Let's get it going. We got a full, uh, a full show today. Believe me, friend of the show, friend uh, of mine, met him at uh, CPAC many years ago, and uh, he's back today to talk about a new movie that's coming up that I think that you should go out and see, and it's going to be showing here in the uh, Little Rock area. And Dinesh D'Souza is with us today. Dinesh, how are you today, my man? Hey, it's great to be on the show. I'm doing fine, thank you. Okay, so why this movie? Well, because the issue of election fraud has been, in a sense, haunting the American mind since November of 2020. And, you know, on both sides, you've got a lot of these dogmatic pronouncements. It was the most secure election in history we hear from the left. On the right, a lot of people suspect fraud but can't prove it. And so this is a movie that tries to settle the issue. It, it kind of it's an investigation into voter fraud or election fraud, but in a completely different way than you've heard before. You kind of have to forget everything else you, quote, know about the subject and approach the film with an open mind. Um, I think it, it will shock a lot of people, and it's going to cause a big stir, particularly within the Republican Party, because there are even so many Republicans who have said, in effect, let's move on, let's not worry about it, let's just focus on the next one. We can't really focus on the next one until we know what happened in the last one. Yeah, and I would, I would agree with that. I'll tell you that I'm on the fence. Was, it enough, was there enough cheating to alter the election or not? Uh, that's where I sit. But, of course, I was born and raised right outside of Chicago, so when it comes to voter cheating, I'm, I'm old hat with that. I know it, it's been going on forever where I'm from. Well, you know, the, the kind of fraud that we emphasize in the movie and track is old-style fraud. It's not, you know, machine-switching votes. It's not the Chinese or the Iranians kind of intervening in the election. Rather, it is the good old you know, concocting bogus ballots, uh, people who are taking the ballots of people who have moved, using the corrupt and, and kind of old voter rolls, stuffing the ballot boxes, paying political operatives called mules to deliver the votes. The, the point is that COVID created an opportunity to ramp up this kind of absentee ballot fraud, which has always been a problem, but it, it traditionally affected only a small percentage of the vote. But somehow in 2020, it became a large part of the vote, and that's where all the cheating occurred. Did the, did the problem occur when everybody said, well, let's do this, let's vote by mail. You know, let's, let's let everybody mail their ballots in, basically. Is that where they saw their opportunity? 
Yes. Um, the, what happened is that you had this proliferation of these uh, mail-in drop boxes popping in all over the place, but especially in the heavily democratic urban strongholds. And so what we do in this movie is we kind of zoom in to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, to Maricopa County, the Phoenix area of Arizona, Detroit, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. And the whole U.S. election was decided right there. And essentially what we do is we, we do geo-tracking. Geo-tracking is a technological way to monitor the movement of cell phones. And the group that I've worked with is called True the Vote. They're a voter integrity group, a research group. They bought the geo-tracking data of all cell phone movements between October 1 and Election Day of 2020. And the idea here was to track the movements of mules, these paid operatives, going from one drop box to another to another to another to drop ballots. So this is voter fraud. Um, and all of this, these illegal ballots, these are all felonies. And the good news is that we're able to catch it not just through the geo-tracking, but also through video evidence, which is the most startling part of the movie. Yeah, I bet you you got that video of those. Is it in Philadelphia where they've got the uh, election place closed down and suddenly people show up carrying boxes in? Well, what happened is in 2020 in Atlanta, of course, as you remember, there was they shut down the vote and they claimed that a pipe had burst. And so those are what I would call anomalies. And the problem with the anomalies is that they don't prove fraud. And even if they were true, you would never be able to show that the vote margin in Pennsylvania could have been affected by that one single event. So what we do is we don't really focus on the anomalies. We just count the mules, and we look at where the mules are getting their votes. It turns out what's happening is this is what happened in all these key states. You had left-wing nonprofit organizations, sort of NGOs, and these are, the, these are the people who sort of collect these ballots, fraudulent ballots. Then they pay mules, and who are the mules? The mules are sort of like the same type of mules who traffic in sex trafficking or human trafficking, but here they're doing ballot trafficking. And these mules are basically Antifa types, BLM types, and they're paid to then go in the middle of the night wearing gloves and drop the votes. Typically, they go from one drop box to another, dropping three votes in here, five votes in there, ten votes over there. Why? Because they don't want to put a hundred votes or a thousand votes into one box. It'll be obvious when they open the box. So what was this big spike in votes? So they're very cunning about it. This is a coordinated fraud. We're not talking about you know a dead guy voting here or you know a guy moved voting over there. We're talking about organized, systematic fraud in the key areas that decided the 2020 election. So Dinesh, was you, as you put this movie together, first of all, how did how did you're with a group that put this movie together? Did they come to you or did you go to them and say, I got to be part of this? No, these are friends of ours. And what I found interesting was I contacted them and my wife, Debbie, as well. We contacted them right after the 2020 election, because when all these accusations of fraud were flying around, they were dead silent. And we were like, guys, you're like, the, you know, you had this organization for 10 years. You're the experts in this topic. Why are you saying nothing? And their answer was, they said, look, because we we think that there's a different way to figure this one out. But we need to raise some money to do in order to buy all this data. I mean, think about it. They bought 10 trillion cell phone pings. 
um, over that, the period that I described. And then we also have to try to get video confirmation. And of course, as a movie guy, I was like elated because to me, it's one thing to show a digital fingerprint. It's a whole other thing to see the guy breaking into the bank and smashing through the window. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of thing that makes a movie. And that's the kind of thing that we have in our movie. Wow, that's fantastic. And I want to tell you, I appreciate that you've taken the time to put this together. I know it's going to be at Colonel Glenn here in, in Little Rock. We hope people will go see it. Uh, do they just do they go to two thousand mules dot com or something like that to buy their tickets? Yes, uh, two thousand mules. The number two thousand, two thousand mules dot com. I want to emphasize this is only in select theaters, and it's kind of a special showing. In other words, we've rented the theater out, and it's it's only on two days, May second and May fourth at the uh, 7 p.m. showing. So you have to go in one of th- those two days. But, by the way, you can obviously buy DVDs. You can also sign up for the virtual premiere, which you can watch from anywhere in the country. The movie will uh, soon be available for digital download. So there will be all kinds of ways, and we're making sure to put the movie on uncancelable platforms so the left can't shut it down. All right, so you brought it up. You said uncancelable platforms. i got to ask you, Elon Musk just bought Twitter. What do you think? It's a huge development because, see, for the left, in order for censorship to work, all the big platforms have to work in coordination. They have to cooperate with each other. And so, um, you know, they have YouTube, they have Facebook, and they had Twitter. But the very fact that Twitter, which may be the most influential of those three platforms, because Twitter is often the driver of the debate, now that they've lost Twitter and it's gone the other way, I think you now have a free market in a sense, and people can sort of decide, do I want to be on these kind of censorship platforms? I predict over time we're going to see places like YouTube and Facebook decay and Twitter continue to grow. Yeah, you know, I look, I understand Elon Musk is not a conservative. Elon Musk is not a Republican. Elon Musk, though, believes in the First Amendment. And you know what? I can work with him on that. Yeah, that is actually just quite enough, because if you believe in the First Amendment and you believe in free speech, I mean, it's a, we're in a remarkable place in this country where simple things like equality of rights under the law, the, the right to be able to you know, practice your faith and your conscience, the right to be able to speak are in jeopardy. So we have to be we're thrilled when even someone stands up and says, I'll defend those basic rights. All right. Fa- final question, and I'll let you go, Dinesh, because I know you probably got 80 interviews lined up this morning. Uh, quick question. What are you hoping comes from this movie? I mean, what can we do differently in two years that we uh, evidently did not do uh, in the, the last election? Well, I think the most important thing is for people to know what's going on, because You can't really know how to fix the problem until you are aware of it. And the left has been so determined to shut down even discussion. I mean, look, when you look at all these censorship taboos, um, you know, you have censorship around the trans issue, around abortion, around climate change, around COVID. But there's no censorship that is stronger than around the debate around the election. If you just say election fraud, I mean, I don't even put the movie trailer up on YouTube or on Facebook. I'll be banned immediately. So the simple truth of it is that, is that there has been an attempt to shut the debate down. And think about it. If you want an election fair and square, why would you want to do that? Well, they want to do that because I think even on the left, there is this kind of almost sneaky knowledge that we had and we pulled off a heist. And, uh, and what this movie does is it, it documents it. Yeah, I agree. 
I mean, the left looks at each other and they kind of wink and nod when they do. And you bring the subject up because they know I grew up out of, outside of Chicago. I know vote early, vote often. Uh, my father was a staunch conservative. He never voted Democrat until after he died. I'm just saying I understand all of that <laughs> as far as uh, uh, voter fraud goes. Daly was one, Mayor Daly, the boss, the guy was a was a you know a, a professional at it he delivered the yep. election to john kennedy there's just all kinds of stuff that's out there people want to find out but uh, we got to stop it and the only way to stop it is for people like you to just shine the light on it lights the great antiseptic you know that dinesh and i appreciate you brother well thank you so much 2000mules.com is the website i'm delighted it's playing in the little rock area because it's really fun to see this movie in a theater so i urge people to check it out all right Appreciate it, Dennis. You have a great day, all right? Thank you. Talk to you later. Dennis, this is a, here on the Dave Elswick Show. He's been he's been friends with this show for years, you know. We had Dinesh on before Dinesh knew he was Dinesh. I think that's the way I can probably <laughs> I can probably put it that way. All right, we've got to get our first break in. Let's do that. Don't forget about East End Towing and what they're up to. They want you to know that if you're stuck on the side of the road, no matter the situation, or you're stuck in your driveway because your tire's flat, Maybe you lost your keys in your car and you're out at Wally World. They can help you out. Uh, they know what to do and how to handle it. All you got to do is call them 501 888 8849. That's 501 888 8849. All right, my thanks to Dinesh for coming on today to talk about his new movie, 2000 Mules. It's going to be uh, playing at the Colonel Glen. You can go there. Or you can just go on the website, 2000mules.com, buy your tickets there. You can buy, uh, you know, you see the movie, you love the movie, you want to share it with your friends, you can buy the the, the DVD and, and show it at your house or whatever. And uh, I believe that they have a way that you can stream it as well and, and watch it at your home or wherever you want to show it at. So there, you just can't charge money for people to come in and watch it with you, all right? You can't do that. All right, so we try to deal with uh, with truth here on the show. Sometimes it's difficult. Other times it's not. Sometimes the truth is so clear that you just can't miss it. Other times people do everything they can with smoke and mirrors. They keep you from seeing it. Sometimes they try to gaslight you and say everything you see that you know is the truth is really a lie. And uh, we've got a guest that has joined us today. And uh, let's talk about an issue that affects a lot of schools. It came up last night in the uh, Lono County Republican Party meeting. Uh, last night they had all of the candidates coming through, you know, give everybody five minutes uh, to, you know, say who they were, what their platform was, and, and ask for people's votes. Uh, and one of the topics that was brought up to a couple of people uh, during the time they were questioning people about being sheriff was bullying. And I had heard that in Cabot, there is a lot of problems going on uh, under the radar, so to speak, about bullying. I got a parent with us. She'll tell you about her experience about bullying. And uh, I'm going to let you, Missy, introduce our our guest here. Hi. Um, so this is Heidi. We just kind of um, met each other, I guess, to the grapevine because mm-hmm. she no longer lives in Cabot. She moved out. And so I don't have any kids that are bullied, but a lot of people had reached out to me because they had 
reached out to other counties and they said, hey, there's this Missy Bosch chick. <laughs> she might lead you to the right group. Okay. And so that's how um, I met with a couple ladies and Heidi. And so I'm going to let Heidi tell her story because it was about six years ago. Seven. That, mm-hmm. Seven years ago that something really terrible happened to her son. All right. Go ahead, Heidi. The microphone, yeah. microphone is yours. Well, and I want to start with, um, my son was bullied throughout his seventh grade year at Cabot Junior High North. And it wasn't until he left the school in an ambulance that it was really brought to my attention. Because he left in an ambulance, he had been uh, pushed down bleachers at a pep rally. And um, we didn't know what had happened, you know. He wasn't conscious, obviously. I mean, I've got pictures here. Um, Every parent's worst nightmare. Uh, But when he left the school, he had no recollection of what happened uh, for quite some time. So I did a lot of research. I reached out on social media, and a lot of parents came forward. um, And then I decided, you know what? I need to do a FOIA request. I strongly recommend this to any parent. If there's an incident at your child's school, any kind of incident, if your child is deemed to be the aggressor or not, get a FOIA request. Um, it's You're well within your right to do so. You get so much more information. The last time that I was on this show, I did not have all the information. After my FOIA request, I uh, did get a lot of information. And what I found out was that uh, the school had written many times that I had seen videos of these incidents throughout the school year. Now, mind you, going back on these incidents, I had uh, been told that my child participated in horseplay. I I grounded him. He was suspended. He was put in school and out of school suspension. Um, And come to find out through my FOIA request, my child was actually the victim in these incidents. There was uh, one time in uh, December of 2014, he was jumped in the hallway by three kids. He was beaten. He was kicked in the head. But when the school brought it to me and I came in to meet with the principals, of course, they're going to tell you what they want you to know. They're not going to let you know what actually happened. They're going to tell you what they want you to know. See, and that's why FOIA is so important. It is so important because... I requested many times to see videos of these incidents. I was always, always denied. I was told that I could not see them because there were other minors involved. And to protect their privacy, you know, I couldn't see them. But let me tell you what happened on these videos. This is what happened. It wasn't until I got the FOIA request that I found the witness accounts and discovered, no, that's not what happened. I grounded my child for two weeks over Christmas break. And he had been jumped in a hallway by three boys. And I didn't find that out until I did my FOIA request. And it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault at all. He was jumped. I mean, I've got witness statements here. And what really makes me angry is that I've got video numbers. I've got timestamps. I've got everything from the FOIA request. Mason was kicked. Mason was hit by, of course, they redact the child's name. Um, Kicks Mason, redact the child's name. I understand the redaction of the child's name, but if I had known this, I would have never grounded my son. He was a victim. Yeah, you became his enemy when you did that. Yeah, of course. And, you know, he took it Mm. in stride. That's bad. Bless his heart, but it's just so unfair that uh, 
that I wasn't allowed to see the video. No. And what really makes me angry, y'all, is it says here, parent has viewed this video with admin. It's signed by Michael Bird, who is the assistant superintendent. superintendent of Cabot Public Schools now. And she never viewed the video. They I never viewed it, but lied. he's got it initialed here. They lied. They told me, you can't see it, privacy concerns. Okay, we got to take a break. Okay. When we come back, we're going to pick up this story. Okay. We have another parent that's going to call, call in from another school. Nope, same uh, one. Same, oh, same one, okay, and talk about uh, this problem. Now, evidently, this is, this is a big issue in Cabot. Uh, I found that out last night. Yes. So yes. Uh, I'll give a call to Thurman, superintendent, and try to get him on the show, all right? And we'll talk to him about it and give you the opportunity that you can call in and ask questions. So I'll give him a call about that. This has worked in the past. We'll see if it works in the future. All right. News is next. And then more of the Dave Ellswick show here on 101.1. All right. Women's power panel today. Don't forget about PI roofing. All right. Got to tell you about them. I uh, talked to Joel yesterday. He wants all of you folks up in Cabot. You know, we had those, those big old hailstones fall. Uh, what was it? Two weeks ago. Yeah. I think two week, weekends ago. Yeah, it was bad. I was in my shelter, and I can tell you what, I could hear them hitting my house. Uh, some of them were as big as tennis balls and softballs in some cases. And you probably have some damage to your uh, to your uh, roof. Now, I had somebody come by and knock on my door Sunday. Yep. And I, I had never heard of these people. <laughs> Me too. Never. They're probably from another state. I didn't talk to them long enough to know whether they were or not. Uh, and they wanted to get up on my roof, and they said, this one time only, sir, we'll do a free roof inspection. I said, you don't need to inspect nothing. I said, PI Roofing just finished putting a roof on my house not more than four or five weeks ago, and they did a fantastic job. She looked to the left and left and moved on. So uh, I would highly recommend that you don't let just somebody from some other state get on your roof, tell you there's something wrong, and say, we'll fix it. And we'll absorb your, uh, yeah. you know, your deduction, deductible and all this other. That's illegal, by the way. They can't do that. Uh, so keep that in mind. PI Roofing will do it right. They'll do it professionally. You won't get lied to. And they'll do a great job. Joel Johnson, one of the most honorable men that I know. And they will take care of you. No one. I've lived in Cabot now 18 years or almost 19 and the only person who's been on my roof is P.I. Roofing. You call them, use them. 501-707-3551 is their number. 501-707-3551. I do it twice because people say I talk too fast. And then last <laughs> but not, uh, not, go online to piroofing.com and they'll take good care of you. All right, now we've picked up a few people along the road here. They were standing along the road. They had the thumbs out. I felt sorry for them. I said, come on, join us on the show. All right, so we, we've got Heidi here, and now we've been joined by Kirsten and by Rick. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Real quickly, Rick, let me just ask you, because you've been in Cabot for quite some time, have you not? Yes, sir. I've been there 17 years. Okay. And uh, how... How long have you known that bullying has been a problem uh, in the Cabot school system? 
Well, I found out when I was going to have surgery, uh, my wife, uh, it all come out that one of my son's best friends told his mother, and his mother told my wife that my son had been being picked on by a gang of guys, um, and he had come home with tomato seeds in his hair, and, uh, of course, you know, Mom asked, why is tomato seeds in your hair? And he says, oh, nothing, oh, nothing. You know, so um, he wouldn't tell us the story because you're labeled as a narc or something like that, and they pick on you more. A snitch. And a snitch. So you you become even higher picked on, and he's like, Mom, it's only five minutes. I, I just deal with it and go on. It don't happen no more. So that's I told my son, no, son, you're a straight-A student. You don't need to be dealing with in a lunchroom full of teachers with tomatoes thrown at you. Can they not see that? Do they have cameras? They had cameras. They had cameras. Of course, my wife wouldn't let me go up there for multiple reasons. Uh, first off, I lost my six-year-old little girl 12 years, 12 years ago. That's... That really, and Asher's my stepson, so he's my only shot. And he's a straight A student. And I wanted to see the video. They wouldn't let, they would not let my wife see the video. But beforehand, they said, oh, yeah, you can come up and see the video. Surprise, surprise. So it, it, it was, uh, yeah, not a surprise, but what it is, is. These kids that are, it's parenting. It's bad parenting. It's not the kid's fault. It's the teacher. There's a lot of great teachers in Cabin. Give them good props for that. There are a lot. But there's a lot of bad ones that turn a blind eye. But if it was happening to their kid, they'd do something different. Yep. Okay, so let me me jump. Hey, Rick, let me jump in. Have you taken this to Thurman, the superintendent? Yes. What happened when you went and talked to Mr. Thurman? They said that they would do, like, hand codes, like his friend would go throw away a piece of trash, and and that would give them a key code that he was being picked on. Now, take in mind, my son, six foot five and 285 pounds, he could crush the kid. But I'm not letting him bully or beat up anyone, but I'm certainly not going to let him, not harboring him from protecting himself. Now, let, let me let me be sure that I understand. They told your son, write this number down on a piece of paper, crumple it up, and like act like you're throwing it away, and the teacher yep. will know that you're being bullied, being bullied at that time. That something's going on over here. Uh, That's ridiculous. We can't can't watch the whole cafeteria and see what's going on. And um, I really wanted to address the situation, but I'm too too offensive to people that like to lie and hide things. I got you. I understand. They, uh, they, my wife suggested that I didn't go up there because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't buy what they were saying. 
All right. La- last question for you from me, and, and that is this. Your wife went and asked to see the videos. They said, sure, she showed up, and then they said that she couldn't see them. Yep. That was privacy reasons. Okay. All right. All right. You you hang in there. I might have another question for you, but right now Kirsten is, or Kirsten, is it Kirsten? Kirsten, yes. Okay, I want to make sure I got this right. You have a child that's been bullied in Cavett. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. How old is she? She is 12 as of two weeks ago. Is it is it me or am I hearing a, uh, something steady here that middle school seems to be the battleground for bullying? The elementary schools in Cabot are fantastic. Yep. They really did, are fantastic. Have, when they hit middle school and junior high. Bad, okay. And freshman academy is like off oh, limits yeah. right now. It's That's horrible. the culmination okay. of it. Academy is where Asher goes to. Yeah. 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 Go ahead and, and give me the rundown here, Kirsten. It was about what, what happened with your uh, daughter. Well, what, what started all the problem was we were she was on, on a different team at the beginning of the school year. We ended up having to move teams because, like, girls were ripping up her paper. And when I told the teachers, I like, Oh, it's a group of girls. They do it all the time. Okay, we'll do something about it. If you notice they're doing it, there's four points yeah. in the class and put them up. Put a stop to it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Just do it. Girls are the girls. And then, the, and then when I told the assistant principal, it's Mr. House said it's girls being girls. And then on January 31st, my daughter got off the bus crying and told me that a high school student, high school is 10th grade in Cabot, right. um, told her, used very colorful vocabulary but basically came called her a bunch of names when my daughter wasn't even speaking to her and then told her she was going to beat her head against a window with other choice words added in there um and the girl is still allowed to ride the bus with my daughter and i the girl was yelling at people as recently as two fridays ago and instead of doing something about it, like i had to beg them to do a police report to send over to the prosecuting attorney and the head of police for the school district the head of security goes I'm not doing one. Like, it took me making a Facebook post, calling them out for them to actually send the file to the prosecuting attorney. And the prosecuting attorney is still saying he's not going to bring charges against the girl. Um, and I saw the video. There's video of it. And I was like, well, can I have that so I can contact the lawyer? No, we can't give you that. I've seen the video. The school resource officer has seen the video of it. And the prosecutor has seen the video, and they're not bringing charges. The girl's still allowed to ride the bus. And when I went to disenroll her from the school district because we keep having issues with the same person, all of a sudden Mr. Bird could find alternate mode of transportation for my kid. Your child. So like he couldn't, that he couldn't do that the first time when I brought it up. He's like, well, you can take her to and from school. Why not punish the kid that's being the aggressor, not the victim? Yeah, it seems like exactly. Well, it seems like to me, and we got three different people here telling me similar stories here. It seems like to me that what you're what you're telling me is they don't want to deal with the problem. They just take the victim and they move them somewhere else, and then it starts somewhere else. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then, and then when we went to I went to watch the footage with my mom, the videotape last Tuesday. Um, he goes, I didn't know we, Mr. Bird, the assistant superintendent, mocked me. He goes, I didn't know we were inviting moms. I would have brought mine too. Because she mm. brought back up. Yeah. Sounds Amazing. like him. He did the same thing to me and seven years ago when I brought my mom. <laughs> and so we were supposed to go see the footage Friday because my mom wanted to see it. And all of a sudden he had to leave the office early. 
when we were going to go up there and see the footage. Again. Okay, so you have not been allowed to watch the video. Is that what you're saying? I've seen it, but he won't release it to me so I can contact the lawyer privately. All right. Okay. So you can't prosecute. Yes. And the prosecuting attorney won't bring charges against the girl. All right. I need to, I need all three of you just to sit still. All right. We're going to come back talk more about this here on the Dave Ellswick show. But uh, I do have sponsors that make my show possible. I thank them for doing that. I thank you all three for coming on today. Hang on. We're going to talk some more when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about David Lucas Financial. Silver and gold seems to be where everybody's going right now to try to hedge their bets against inflation. And inflation is terrible. I went to the store uh, yesterday, and uh, I thought I was paying a lot for milk until I got there yesterday. It's uh, $4.21 a gallon. It's like we're back in Hawaii. That's how I feel. Yeah, it's amazing. Overseas. At least overseas, they put coconut oil in it so it doesn't clump and transport. (laughs) So you get a little extra something. Uh, when you're in the military. But the bottom line is that David Lucas knows that buying silver and gold is different than buying stocks and bonds. If you'll call him at 501-222-3315, he will help you make the right decisions about doing that because he'll teach you what's the difference about buying like silver and gold. I'll tell you one thing they'll they'll teach you. Do you want to have a certificate, a gold certificate, which says you bought, you spent this much money and this certificate is worth this much gold or do you want to have the metal in your hand? All right, because different places do different things. So you need to know about that. David Lucas Financial works with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from the dealer you can trust. Not yesterday's prices, at that moment prices because it can fluctuate that quickly. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. Again, 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. We'll be back with more of the show. We'll tell you more about what's going on in Cabot schools. I promise you I'll call the superintendent and see if he won't join me here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're back, and uh, let's let's finish up this hour. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to get these three people back on the show again, and we'll do a two-hour show dedicated uh, to this subject. I will get a hold of the superintendent. I know Mr. Thurman. I've had him on before. We'll get him on again if if he he agrees, and uh, we'll we'll talk about because it about this issue about bullying. Uh, if you want to send me something about bullying, send it to Dave at Salem, S-A-L-E-M-L-R dot com. Just send it to that that email, and I'll get it. And I promise you, uh, we're, we're not going to let go of this subject. Uh, we got involved Absolutely in this. Absolutely not. Yeah, we got, we got involved with the Cabot school system a few years back when they were doing the whole thing about, you know, go out and we're not going to check to see if what you say that somebody did was true or not. We're just going to basically throw them out of school. And you'll remember the story. It was a girl who came to school. Her dad had gone and bought a, a, a cube of beer. He was sitting in the bed of the truck. She wasn't drinking it or anything like that. And some kid snitched on her, mm-hmm. you know, 
Well, I don't mind people going in and saying, hey, there's something going on in the parking lot you need to know about. But you should know who your accuser is, number one. Number two, uh, if, if you should have some facts behind it. And there was no facts, and it was a high school principal that was behind all of this, and she's not the high school principal anymore. And I will say at that moment, Mr. Thurman did the right thing. Here it sounds like they got an ongoing problem, and they're not doing the right thing. So we'll get Mr. Thurman on and find out what is going on. All right? Everybody go and get their say. But we're gonna, we want to know what's going on. This whole thing of you not being able to see the videos, uh, no. Heidi, that is not right. Some can and some no, can't. I don't understand. Right that's the future of America. We can't have that. Yeah, well. I mean, bullying has yeah. been going on in schools for ages, but this is a different level. Yeah, yes. and it's well, because of the lockdown. These kids that are picking on other kids don't have no sense of accomplishment because their parents don't raise them. Yeah, I'm w- I'm with you, Rick, on that. But I'll tell you what, I'm I'm, I'm so old that you know Kane used to bully me at school. Just well, so I took care of my bullying when I was a kid, and and some of them probably need to. But th- this is a different kind of bullying. I understand. Uh, and it doesn't happen just in the school. It happens on the Internet. It happens all kinds of places. And everywhere. Kir- and, Kirsten, I'm going to have you back on, too. Are you willing to come back on again? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, yeah, like when I try to talk to the parents of the girl who was bullying her, the parents go, well, that's not all my daughter said happened. I said, well, there's video footage to show it. And <laughs> the mom got sideways with me and threatened to press harassing communication charges against me. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, we will we will proceed with this. I promise there's more to come here on the oh, Dave yeah. Ellswick Show. All right, Rick, you're, you're, right. you're down with that? Yes, sir. I went to the Republican Committee last night and, and listened to the three sheriffs that were running and uh, asked them questions. Were you the one that asked about bullying? You were one of the people that asked about bullying then, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, that's more important than did you have uh, sex with this sheriff's wife? You know, that just blew me away. I, I couldn't believe oh, that's people. such hogwash. That, that officer got fired for tasing a guy three times, and he got fired. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and, and that's why he wanted to bring up your having relationships with my wife. So there's another lie. Well, here, um, here's what we're going to do about that. I... I'm going to talk to all three sheriff's candidates, and we're going to have a debate on the air. Absolutely. I'd love to join in. Okay. Well, you do. <laughs> you turn on your radio. All right. Thanks a lot, Rick. I appreciate you. Kirsten, I appreciate you, too. Thanks for being with us. I will give Thank you more. You. I'll have you. You're going to get more time the next time you're on, okay? okay. All right. God bless. Okay. God thank you all. Much. Appreciate all right, thank it. You. Heidi, thank you for driving in. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um I just really want to um, just emphasize that parents should have the right to speak at school board meetings. Um, yes. In Cabot schools, they are not allowed to speak at, at uh, school board oh, no, meetings. Wait, wait, wait. You can if you have a form that has, what, 50 signatures on it? And they still didn't let us speak. Oh, they they made okay. us write a one-page There are several summary. petitions going around Cabot now that people have signed, and it shouldn't take 50 signatures and a oh, two-page essay to be able to speak for three minutes in front of your school board and bring to them, you know, things like this to to their attention. Why are parents, some parents are getting to see videos, others are denied. I was told at the end of the year when I did my FOIA request that ours were, oops, inadvertently erased. 
Well, we got to get a freedom of information going on here. What do you think, uh, Heidi? You think I should get Elon Musk to buy the uh, Cabot School District? <laughs> Maybe if Elon Musk <laughs> buys the Cabot School District, we, we figure out how we can have Do you it. know the, bil- <laughs> the ability to see the video. Hopefully, and our stuff. representatives you know. change that so parents can talk. Well. Right. You know what? And maybe I should have our state rep and state senator on to talk about this as Perfect. well. Perfect. That would Absolutely. be Absolutely. That'd be great. All right. I appreciate all of you coming in. Simone, you've been awful quiet over there. I was listening to all the information. <laughs> I don't think I would have had anything nice to say about bullies. Well, I don't have I don't nope. have anything nice to say about bullying. No. And especially don't have nice things to say if uh, people on the school board are let, letting it just continue. And you're not putting in the definite kind of moves that you got to do to stop it. Because it can be stopped. Yes, it can. Because it doesn't happen everywhere. That's a so you might you might want to take years. a look at that and find out yeah. where it's not happening, why it's not happening. Yep. That's a good thing to do. Thank you, Missy. You're welcome. You're always a, you're always a, a credit to the show. You really are. You bring a lot of great things here. Thanks. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks for having me. All right. I didn't know it was such a big problem. Until it, evidently it was Rick that I heard last night at the meeting. Yep. And, the suicide and, and that, rate in Cabot is outrageous, too. My my, uh, my ears went up. Yep. I look like my favorite Martian. <laughs> All right, just so you know. All right, it's Dave Ellswick's show. Bible guys are coming up. More on this particular subject in the near future. We'll be back after the news. Yeah, you should have heard it back in Israel. You know, in the early days. They got those drums and everything, the cymbals clashing, and they were just a dancing. Remember, they got upset with David. His wife did. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with you, huh? Mm-hmm. huh? You're the king of Israel. And yeah, they're breaking a move the way you're doing. <laughs> and he basically said to her, my paraphrase, you ain't seen nothing. Yet. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing. Yet. When you're praising God... You're going to dance. Yeah, I'm just saying. Absolutely. You're going to dance some. It's going to happen. Just happens to be. I know there's. Look, if you're doing it I, right. Yeah, I right. used to be a Southern Baptist too. All right. Yeah. All right. And uh, I used to tell people I was making love standing up so they didn't think I was dancing. I'm just, just saying. I'm just saying. That's an old time Baptist joke. All right. Come on. I got that in seminary. Oh, you did. <laughs> or as I'm saying, cemetery. Yeah, anyway, right. bottom line, just so you know. But uh, yeah. Rejoice yeah. in the Lord. Amen. All right. Rejoice. Jesus, Jesus would have been the best uh, dancer there was. As a matter of fact, of the seven uh, high holy days of the Jewish people, three of them are dancing feasts. Mm-hmm. And if he went to all the feasts, which he would have as a good observant Jewish man, he would have been out there dancing. And he would have been the best dancer there was out there. Well, anybody who knows anything about Jewish culture, yeah. I w- would think, all right, I would think, understand they do dancing because they get, you know, when they get in that circle and they start yeah. dancing around. Uh-huh. That's not like some 
you know, abnormal thing. Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. all the time. I it, like that. The oh. common greeting during all the festivals is Chag Sameach, and Chag, the root word, means to circle, to spin about. Yeah. Okay, now, that's so, like Jewish line dancing, right? <laughs> circle dancing. Circle dancing, yes. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I love that kind of stuff. And it just shows us, once again, how far... Uh, we've come from the root of our faith mm-hmm. because now doggone Puritans, church, yep. churches are like no, <laughs> no dancing whatsoever. Yet uh, uh, that's exactly the way it used to be. As a matter of fact, the uh, the Catholics they used to um, they had uh, hymns written for the dance in Catholic churches. What? Yep. Okay. And Martin Luther didn't like it. And so he railed against it. And when and he, he railed, drank beer, you would think yeah. he would have loved that. And when he railed against it, uh, the Catholics, because they were hemorrhaging people because of Luther's, uh, you know, Protestant movement. Uh, so they began to pull back on the um, on their dancing to kind of not, not uh, to kind of make his um, his rantings not seem so uh, legitimate. So a lot of what we have is reactionary. I mean, the Baptists used to be called the Shouting Baptists. I mean, there was a there was a time when Baptists looked very different than what the they shout do today. Baptist. The Shouting Baptists used to be called pew jumping Methodists and all kinds. Did, did you have like you know the 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 Shouting Southern Baptists? Or did that go the wayside when Southern was at? I don't remember which group it was attached to. <laughs> I can tell you this much. Yeah, they were shouting, saying, don't do that. I remember my grandfather. Now, this is going back some years. Again, I, I just admitted to everybody in the last hour that I was bullied by Cain when I was in, in uh, grade school. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Yeah. How are you bullied by Cain? Because he's old. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm know sorry. it's not a I'm, good joke when you I'm got sorry. to explain it. <laughs> I got it, Dave. <laughs> All right. Any, anyway, uh, but my my grandfather. I mean, he was Southern Baptist, but and man, he he'd do moonwalk up on stage. You know? Oh, would he really? Oh yeah, he did that kind of stuff. Uh, hold his hold the Bible up and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, I remember him doing that. <laughs> cool. You know, that kind of stuff. Now they don't, you know, you you bring the Holy Spirit. And that's about <laughs> how it's, that's how it's said. Right. Holy Spirit. You know, you don't want, well, let's ask, let me, we don't have anything really in stone that we want to talk about. So let me ask that. When, within the, uh, you know, the, you know, amongst Christians, and by the way, the word Christian was a pejorative when it was first used. Mm-hmm. All right. That means it was a bad word. All right. I used a 50 cents word soon. I should use a nickel word. Okay. But it was a bad word that, that they were calling people. But then it stuck. Okay. So with that in mind, when did the Holy Spirit become such a dividing doctrine mm. amongst the brethren? Mm. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, you go to church some places, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Mm-hmm. You go to other places, it's like, Holy Spirit, yeah, if you want to show up, okay, we'll let you be in for a little bit. And then others were like, you don't even exist now. Yeah. Okay, you're not part of this whole game now. You're part of this played out when the apostles died. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, it certainly didn't happen during biblical times. Um, Of course, you know, we've got, um, we have, uh, you know, of course, the church begins with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
Yeah, no, that's, so, that's called Pentecost. Right, which is coming up in what, Steve? About, 40 days. Yeah, about 40 days from now. And I'll be honest, if I were one of the apostles, I would have kind of freaked out if I had a flame, a tongue of flame over my head. Yeah. You know? I'm on fire! You know? <laughs> I might get a little bit up, uptight about that. Uh, I uh, I wrote a I wrote a book uh, called uh, called Fire uh, about experiencing God at the feast of um, of Shavuot or Pentecost, and I kind of go through the you know what was expected. As a matter of fact, they uh, the rabbis write about about the first uh, the first Pentecost. You know, we think about the first Pentecost as being the upper room in Acts chapter two, uh-huh. but there have been three thousand or however many three, two and a half thousand Pentecost celebrated. Before that one, well, the, the first one was celebrated at Mount Sinai. Yeah, because you 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 start counting mm-hmm. from Passover. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so you counted fifty days from Passover. You find yourself at Mount Sinai when when the fire of God descended upon the uh, the mountain. Uh, that's the first Pentecost, and then they celebrated it every year up until Jesus. So um, when you ask the question, okay, because I've asked my congregation before, what happened at Pentecost, and everybody said. Holy Ghost. I said, okay, what happened with the 3,000 Pentecost before that? And then it kind of goes quiet because nobody knows. And it was a rehearsal uh, of um, of the arrival of the uh, Holy Spirit, writing the law of God in our, our hearts. And that dealt with the fire um, that came down at the time. Actually, the rabbis write about that. And they say at the first Pentecost, um, they said that when God spoke from the fire, because in Exodus chapter number 20, it says, it says, um, and the people saw uh, the uh, kolot. Actually, in, in the English, it says people. They heard the thunders, and they saw and and they saw the fire, uh, the 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 lightning. But actually, in the in the Hebrew, it doesn't say. It. it says it says and they they saw the voices kolot, and um, and when the rabbis talk about, and that's translated for us thunder, but that's not what it says in the Hebrew. It actually says voices. Okay, and the rabbi asked, "How can you see voices?" And this is what they this this is people not trying to to you know kind of promote what happened in New Testament times, mm-hmm. but they said that when, the way they saw the voices is that God appeared in a pillar of fire, and when God began to speak uh, the Ten Commandments, as He spoke, every word He said billowed from the flame of fire, and they said that as He spoke the word of God. Fire leapt from the pillar. It's like the Ten Commandments, yeah, mm-hmm. right? It leapt from the. They got the that fire. right, huh? They yep. did. The mill got it right, and they said that it's, as the fire leapt from the pillar of fire, that flames of fire went and stood on top of the heads of everyone who was in the assembly at the base of the mountain. Whoa! Yeah, and then what we have exactly? We have that exact same thing happening in Acts chapter two. You so know, this is a rehearsal. There's a connection here from the Old to the New Testament in that, is it Paul that talks about the uh, the, the commandments are written on our hearts? Mm-hmm. In Romans, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Romans, he says that he's referring back yeah. yep. to Sinai. He's yeah. re- and, and what happened at when the Holy Ghost was given in Acts 2, he, he wrote the law of God on the inside of our, our hearts. And so... This is a rehearsal of all those things. As a matter of fact, very cool. As a matter of fact, Paul even says in the book of Acts, I'm drawing a blank on the exact chapter, he says, I must by all means keep this feast that's coming at Jerusalem. And it was a feast of Pentecost. Yeah, so, I, want, I want you to think about what we're saying right now. This is why 
I do this show every week, all right? Doesn't that, if you're, if you're a believer, I don't use the word Christian anymore. If you're a follower of Christ, if you have a relationship with Christ, doesn't it make it more full knowing all of this? Yeah. I, I asked somebody who was a, a, a Pentecostal, why did it happen at Pentecost? And they said, well, it was the 50th day. That's where we get the word from is from the 50th day. I said, yeah, but why? Why on that day? He said, well, that's just the day that the Holy Ghost decided. I said, no, no. There was a reason it happened on that day. And What's why the reason, Steve? Come on. I know you're setting me up here. Go ahead. Well, Scott kind of already alluded to it, and that is it was a rebirthing of what was supposed to happen at Mount Sinai. See, God said, bring the people. And when they said, when they saw all of this, and they ran, right? They said, no, 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 you draw near to God. We're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they stopped. And they, and they let Moses be the intermediary between them, right? <clears throat> but it's the exact same thing that happened it, that Pastor Scott was bringing up. And the words that's used there um, is the word lapid, which is for the torches, uh, instead of the word barak, which is for lightning. So it is the exact same thing that happened on that day. But when he, if you will, rebirthed the church, we, we use the term that the church was birthed on Pentecost, I say the church was rebirthed on Pentecost, and that's where it, because there, there wasn't maybe but a handful of Gentiles in that room, if any. So you can argue that if there were, it was a very small minority of. Well, Gentiles there was that eleven were. that definitely were not Gentiles. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. Right, right. But and, the, and and going back to Steve's point in, in Acts chapter seven, the Bible talks about the church in the wilderness. Hmm. So there was there was something. That's why we have the rebirthing of the uh, of the church. Yep. And so that that outpoint, and that's why I always make the point whenever we talk about leading up to Pentecost, that it, this the law was given at that time, and the outpoint of the Spirit happened on that time. You can't have one without the other. If you're not being led by the Spirit of God, you won't understand the Word of God. Um, and if all you have is the Word of God without the Spirit of God, then you'll become very dead. Remember how Paul said that the knowledge puffs up, but the Spirit edifies? You can find out if you're hanging around people who do nothing but read and don't pray and don't seek the spirit of God because they're very dead people. They can quote most of them hang out at all your colleges and universities now, right? Because they can sit there and give you all the intellectual no, seminaries, yeah. right? Those those places too. Yeah, yeah. Where they um, uh, they can quote the the word of God to you all day long, but they don't understand the word of God. That's why you got to have a movement of both. You got to understand it and be led by the spirit. Was of God. it Paul that said they 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 have the knowledge of God, but they don't have the power of God? They're yeah. given that that power up basically i'm i'm paraphrasing that's an ellswick paraphrase it's coming out in the christmas time (laughs) buy it now for your life no i'm just saying that's what he's talking about there's people who yeah maybe it was christ that said it no he said he said that they would deny the power thereof right yeah yep I mean, and it seems like that. Form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. There we go. Thank you very much. We'll be right back and talk more about that because I believe that's where we're at right now. Absolutely. You know, that's the the church should be shaking the foundations of Mm -hmm. the world. That it isn't now too broad of a brush. Not a lot of churches aren't shaking the foundations of the world. Some are. All right. I mean, really shaking it. So we'll talk more about it when we get back here on Dave Ellswick Show. I, I'm not going to reach over and put his hat on, but Billy Mack is coming to my place on Thursday, putting in my security system at the Ellswick residence. Uh, here was the big sale for me. The big sale for me was pay for the service, 
but get the hardware free. So he's going to put the hardware on all my windows, all my doors, and a couple of cameras, one in the doorbell, one out looking down on my my um, uh, driveway. And uh, it's not for me. I do this for my wife, all right? This is the way I honor my wife. I want her to be safe. I want her to know that she's safe. And uh, if anything goes kind of, uh, you know, weird, uh, it's going to buzz her uh, her uh, her phone and she'll be notified about it, whether she's there at the house or not at the house. And that's important to me. I want her to know that. I want her to be aware of that. And uh, so you can get all the door and window sensors, the indoor, outdoor cameras, the doorbell cameras, the motion detection. Uh, you get the... Uh, uh, the analytics that tell you whether it's a person, animal, or a car, or a, a puff of, of wind with leaves in it, and then to do that for you commercially as well. How good is ICU protection? Well, they do the protection for Nuke One. I mean, that's who they do it for. And if it's good enough to protect a nuclear reactor, it's uh, good enough to protect my home. And um, I don't have a business right now, but if I had a business, I'd be using Billy Mac as well. Alarm security monitoring, residential and commercial. It's ICU protection. Call them 501-205-1333. That's 501-205-1333. And remember, pay for the service, not for the hardware. All right, back with you. We're, we're kind of uh, knocking around kind of a, in, a, in a tennis a ball or, if you're an old person, a, uh, a bird kind of way. You know, when you play badminton? No, right. Oh, yeah, right. Back. Do they even play badminton? Anymore? I don't know if the people do or not. But anyway, <laughs> uh, bottom line is is that uh, the Holy Spirit in some churches gets left out. Mm-hmm. All right? In other churches, there's too much emphasis on the Holy Spirit. Uh, the whole, I don't believe the Holy Spirit is everything about Christianity. All right? I believe my relationship with Christ himself is the most important thing. And that, the as he called him, the Holy Spirit, it is a person, mm. uh, the helper. All right? He's there to help me. He's in there doing, I think he's kind of doing the renovation work inside. He's like the, is he a subcontractor? Would that be the right, <laughs> right. thing to say? I, I wouldn't call him that. No. <laughs> but, he's sent in by... By Jesus to pull out the bad boards and put in the good ones. Well, it's it's important when you think about uh, about the Lord that you think of Him in His in His complex unity, where He is. There's a lot there to I, unfold. I mean, the Holy Spirit is just as much God as the Father is. Yes, and the Son. So, so if you you know if you look at it like this, and this is very a very carnal, very simplistic way of looking at it, but if, if you look at it this way, so 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 God is 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 one. Uh, however, he has these he has these different uh, aspects, reflections of himself, responsibility. So, yeah. So, so let's just say God the Father. Let's just say it this way: God the Father ruled and reigned, manifested Himself from the beginning of time until Messiah came. Then God, through Messiah, three and a half years ruled and reigned on the earth. And then when He left, now God the Spirit is ruling and reigning. So, really, this is the time where God the Spirit is is uh is is working and manifesting um among us and so it becomes it becomes i guess impossible is the right word but it's like when jesus came we were meant to to focus on him mm-hmm. 
because of where he was pointing us. Now he's gone physically. He sent us the spirit. The Bible says the spirit, when the spirit comes, the spirit of truth comes. He will, he will lead us into all truth. He will, he will show us things to come. So now we're meant to be focusing on the spirit because he leads us to, to the knowledge of Jesus who points, who's the bridge to the, uh, the father. So to, to ignore or not to give him place is a huge mistake. I would say that most of the, the church for ever since the second century, it's not that they denied the spirit. They just gave him more of a minimalist approach or role. Um, because they would tell you that the spirit of truth or the, the spirit of God led people into truth. The spirit of God led people into salvation, that he's guiding the affairs of men and directing God's plan on the earth and all that kind of stuff. But what they would say is he would not be as active as he was in the, the time of the first century church because that was for a purpose or that was for a season. But they would always say he's moving and doing the things. Yeah, no one denies Right. Yeah. But it wasn't till around the turn of the century, the, the early 1900s, late 1800s, that there were people who said there's got to be something more than him just taking this, you know, backseat approach to doing things for God. Okay. But moving the way you were talking about, all right, led us to what I think I hear today from some denominations. You want to know what the spirit, of, uh, what the Holy Spirit's about? And they hold up your Bible. Here's the Holy Spirit now. No. All right. Yeah, he helped write that, mm-hmm. but he's not that book. No. Right. No. It's just like, just because if if I write this book about Christmas that we we're talking about, and it says by, you know, Dave Ellswick and, and, and Steve and Scott, blah, blah, blah. Why is that doesn't make us. Mine? <laughs> it was we'll by, take that up off here. <laughs> okay. It's by anyway. looks. Anyway, you know what you understand what yeah, I'm saying right. here. Yeah. And look, he's a living entity. Yeah. yeah. He's alive. Right. Yeah. Right. And and if you're a real follower of Christ, I'm gonna tell you something. You know he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. Because he talks to you. Absolutely. And I know not, that creeps people out. Yeah. But he talks to you. It, you know, the, the, Hold the, your thought. Okay. All right. Already. Because we got to take a break. Bill O'Reilly wants to talk to us, so let's do that. And we'll come back with more. Let me take just a few moments here to save you some money. Call Pat Davis. All right? That's all you got to do. Call Pat Davis, 501-605-6935. How's he going to save you money? On your health insurance. Health insurance is no good if you can't use it. For instance, you got, hey, I only pay $350 a month for my health insurance. And right now we would say that's cheap, okay? However, what's your deductible? Oh, $10,000. Well, takes a long time to use your health insurance now, doesn't it? Did you even use your health insurance last year? Well, no. All right. That's the way it works. So save yourself some money. Get get Pat to save you 30 to 50%. Talk to him about deductible busters. It's just what I'm saying. He gets those deductibles down where they're not going to take you to the cleaners with it. You'll get rid of co-pays. All, that's like a deductible as well. You go to see the doctor, you don't get in until you pony up 75 bucks. There is none of that with Pat Davis. Their number is 501-605-6935 or visit him online, Your Health Plan Man. That's yourhealthplanman.com. You know, do, you, do yourself some help. Save yourself some money. That's what you want to do. All right. 
Scott's here. Steve's here. We've been talking about Holy Spirit. Got a got a question? Uh, 501-823-0965 is our number right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And you can get into this, this, this whole discussion if you'd like to. Uh, but like anything else, when you bring up the Holy Spirit, there's people over here at the 180, and then there's people over here at the zero. Okay? And you made a statement during the break, uh, Scott. See, they got to make they got to be really wild. they got to sit down and think, what am I going to say in front of Dave? Because he'll repeat it on the air. Um, <laughs> here's the key. All right. He said, the Holy Spirit is in perfect balance. Mm-hmm. And we're missing that. Yeah. yeah. And it's hurting us because we, we're talking, and, and, and Steve was talking about uh, a movement, and the people put their, their faith in one person. And if you put your faith in a person, you're putting your faith in somebody who is as fallen as you are. In fact, maybe they're falling further away than you have. And this guy left his wife just a a few months after starting this movement. Mm. Uh, The preacher from Hillsong, what he did, and and others have done. I'm trying to think, was it Warren? Is that his name that's out there in Colorado uh, that cheated on his wife as well i don't think that was him it wasn't him okay but but the bottom line is this put your faith in feet of clay that's what you get that's Mm -hmm. right your your faith has to be in christ yeah you know he's the cornerstone yeah yeah and that's and that's people's problem is you you look to people and we have to stop doing that yeah people are are flawed uh we're all a work in progress, and it's so cliche, but we're all we're all being perfected. We're all being sanctified. But we're not there yet. So you put your faith in the Lord, and then you follow the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is in perfect balance. There is no Holy Ghost extreme anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's people extreme. Yep. There's people mistakes. There's flesh going on, but there's no Holy Spirit extreme because he's perfect balance, because he is God, He is just as much God as Jesus and the Father. So, so you, you have to be careful about how you how the words that you use there. But He is in perfect balance. And I'll say this: I said this during the break that people who have no moving of the Spirit in their midst or don't allow it, they are just as much of an extremist as the people who tend to have because mo- they're impotent. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. The Holy Spirit you is, go back to what Paul said. We, we yeah. mentioned yeah about denying the power thereof. that's correct yeah you are denying the power it's, the spirit, it's right there in the word right yeah. the spirit is what animates the body like when you go uh and look go back to creation and adam was formed out of the dust and then it says that the ruach breathed upon the nephesh and he became a living being he became a living soul so it's the spirit that is what animates the body so you have to have the spirit of God to animate the word of God, to animate the body of God, the body of Messiah to go in and to do the things. But we, we try to, I think, can't remember if I said this, I think I said this when we were off the air, you have to have both. Mm-hmm. Anytime that somebody says, thus saith the Lord, and we believe that the spirit of God moves upon people, gives people prophecies and mm-hmm. words of knowledge and all that stuff. But if they said, the Lord told me, to divorce my husband and to go marry this other dude, then we know that's, that's not a word doctrine. of God, right? Because it violates the word of God. Yeah. So when people start saying, thus saith the Lord, 
that it has to line up with what the scriptures are saying. So that that's why we say there's got to you got to make sure there's a balance. And it's why we emphasize that the law and the spirit came on the same time because they must complement one another. They cannot be in opposition of one another. Yeah. When and, I I've been watching this show on Netflix, I think it's Netflix. It might be on Amazon. It's about cults, you know, and every cult has one thing in common. There is an individual mm-hmm. who leads and makes pronouncements. I mean, there's one that the guy called himself Julius Christ. You know, that was a name of uh, that he called himself. And people said that he was the Christ. Well, if you just read the word, right. you know that, that that's not that's not got any validity to it. And then there's the move that they were talking about mm-hmm. from Ohio and this country and Western singer and very charismatic speaker as well. And, uh, you know, and he went out and told people that uh, in the move that Christ was going to make them perfect on earth. No, it doesn't happen that no, way. No, That's what the, the, the scripture says. It doesn't happen well, that yeah, way. It, it, what, what Pastor Steve was saying, you know, when people come up and they say, and they tell you something that supposedly God told them and it doesn't line up with the word, you're meant to uh, reject what they said. You're meant to love on them and try to help them. But you know what we don't do is we don't take, because there are people who are, who are very critical against any of the Holy Spirit's movement mm-hmm. and, and they'll give all these things and they'll list, well, this guy said this, but this is what happened to his life. He, and his life, what he said, quote, by the Spirit, did not match up with the Scripture. But then you go to these same people who are saying all this, and then you listen to them teaching, and they'll say, well, the Bible says that, but God doesn't do that anymore. No. Yeah, or, the, 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 Bible, the Bible, right. Bible says clap your hands, all you people, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. But we don't clap here in our church. Right. The Bible says raise your hands without wrath or doubting. Uh, but we don't raise our hands in this church. They're doing right. exactly the same thing. Amen. But instead of saying God told me, they're saying God wrote it and we don't do it. Right. So yeah. it's it's a, a ditch on the other side. I'm sorry, I'm getting a bit animated. No, you're here, right. But it's, it's absolutely. Preach on. Uh, yeah. yeah, well. No, it's I'll, true. No, I'll, it's I'll true. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when you do this. And it's part of the reason that I am hypercritical of the guys that take the spirit to the other side because I see that they are abusing and giving ammunition to something that we know is true and valid and that we have seen the spirit of God move. Especially when Paul laid out the rules for right. you. Right. And and then the other side, that Pastor, the point that Pastor Scott's making is that it is a dead word. And you are doing, and those do the exact same thing, but on the opposite side of the ditch. And they are denying the moving and the power of the Spirit of God. And the <clears throat> how much evangelism has happened over the last hundred years by the group that they criticize the most, right? The, the Pentecostals, the Charismatics. Those are the ones that have driven around the world for the last hundred years, arguably more than any other group. Uh, and why? Because they believe in leading and the empowering of the Spirit of God. So sometimes when we, if we may sound critical of some of that is not. We are absolutely spirit people, spirit-led, spirit-believing, tongue-talking, fire-walking, prophesying, believing all of the gifts <laughs> of the Spirit, right, and Amen. expecting him to move, expecting to see another outpouring like the, uh, the first century time. We just believe something like that's going to happen again, not how it's commonly believed, I think, in the end, right? You can't have... All tribes, tongues, nations, a sea of people that can't be numbered in the book of Revelation unless the Spirit of God is shaking every single one of those people. Oh, yeah. So it will be, and it is, and I think you're seeing the foundation, but I would also say that some of the stuff that we see is God cleaning house. 
He's trying to make sure that all of the things that we are saying and believing are lined up. I got to say this. <clears throat> we believe in the movement of the Holy Spirit, but people must remember the first word, holy. We have forgotten that, that there is a holiness that comes along with the Spirit of God. And I think we need to remember the holiness side of things, that things aren't done outside those bounds, that our lives do line up with the Scriptures uh, and, and not in contradiction to the Scriptures. Well, it's like people ask me about, what do you think about snake handling, Dave? And I go, I think that they've got it wrong. Mm. All right. Why is that even mentioned in the Bible? All right. Because Paul was putting together a fire and there was a snake in the wood, and he came out and bit him. And he just shook it off, and he went on with his day. That shows the power That's right. that Paul had through Christ during that time. Well, and maybe there was somebody sitting around that fire that needed to see that. Mm-hmm. Well, you, and but you that also, was it. And you also, yeah, and you don't live your life tempting God. Yeah. You know, if right. something like that happens then you depend on the Lord to take I'm care sure of you. I'm sure Paul but you did don't. not go, oh, there's a snake. I'm going to let him bite me. Well, even Jesus, you know, he said, I'm not, I'm not, when the enemy attempted, he said, I'm not going to do that. I'm, you're, you're not, the Bible says, the word says, don't tempt the Lord your God. So no, I'm not going to do that. Now, if something accidentally happens, then I know I'm going to be okay, but I'm not going to tempt God in that, um, in that fashion. But, you know, when, when uh, Steve is saying that we are, we are Holy Spirit people, we are, we are 110% leaning on the holy spirit to lead and guide and direct yes. and to teach and, and and to give us everything that we that, that we believe and that we do but you know going back to one thing you said dave you said people say now you want to you want to hear the holy ghost and then they they pull up the bible but but then the bible wasn't in that form they're holding in their hand it didn't exist until the fourth century <laughs> i know right yeah you know, they say well they had to wait that long to these, find out the truth huh? these things only happened uh, <laughs> During the first century, we well, still got three centuries in between that before you actually have the written Bible in right. your hand. So what happened during the, the logic does not it doesn't work unless you're wanting to be deceived yourself. Well, or you're a lot of people to convince yourself that, that, they don't want to get into that because they don't want to admit mm-hmm. that the that the Old Testament contains all the truth you need mm-hmm. to know about Jesus. I a statement I make quite a bit is can you tell the story of the gospel without the gospels they did it for a long time that's all they had and that's all jesus used when he was talking was the old testament and he was able to tell them hey it was written about me and we need to ask ourselves whether or not we can do the same wasn't riding with the guy and pull and pulled out the uh, the, isaiah uh, yeah and and pull out his uh, parchments or whatever and it was and it had was stamped Schofield. it, it, <laughs> no. it didn't happen that right. way if, you know, when jesus after he's raised from the dead he's on the road to emmaus and the bible says he sits down with these two people he meets and he explains shows himself from moses all throughout the prophets through the psalms all the things concerning himself that. so he's everywhere in the scripture and he can you imagine that you had an entire Bible school download. He showed them. Would that not have been too I know, cool? Right? He showed them. Now you everywhere. had the living Bible sitting right next to you. I mean, right. You're right. So you're like, wow. I wonder how long that campfire lasted because that seemed like that would have taken yeah, a taken long some time. time. Yeah. Wow. I agree. All right. Now uh, we got about ten minutes till eight. We got to get a break in. If we don't, they'll they'll slap my hand really hard when I leave the studio. Uh, no matter the situation, East End Towing uh, can handle it for you. What happens to your car, your boat? Uh, your truck, your camper, uh, if your car breaks down, keep that in mind. 
you know, if your car breaks down and suddenly you're pulling your camper, what, what do you do with that as well? East End Towing knows how to handle that situation. Call them, uh, 501-888-8849, 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. Okay, I'll just ask the question on the air. Uh, and, and it's just, there's a book out. It's, it's been around for a long time now, like a mighty wind and goes through the whole revival that went on like in the Philippines and things of that nature. And we've got personal accountings of things like limbs growing back, Mm -hmm. eyes growing back in the sockets. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening to me, I know you're probably thinking I'm nuts. Some of you. All right. Number one, you're probably not a Jesus follower. You know, you think Dave's one of those zombie chasers or whatever but the bottom line is if the holy spirit wants to do it he can do it that's right but it seems to me that those type of things happen to bring glory to the father Mm -hmm. is that when we expect those types of things to happen i don't expect that to happen any just given sunday well yeah that's that's the one thing is there's this idea, and this is the, one of the things that I've kind of struggled and wrestled with. We have this idea that unless those things are happening, the Spirit of God's not moving. And I think that's another ditch that we have to be careful about. Uh, I believe um, the book of Acts was written, it covers about a 38-year period, and I think it only covers about 19 days of that 38 years. Does it mean that every time they went somewhere that something miraculous like that was happening? I don't know. Um, maybe they just recorded the high points. But we should live with expectation and pray with expectation that those things would happen. But at the same time, you have to ask yourself, why? Because are you just saying, look at my magic man, look at what he can yeah. do, right? And and I don't know that I don't know that the spirit of God moves upon you saying, hey, watch, let me call him out and watch uh-huh. him what he's going to do. I don't think he responds that way. I think he responds. Well, I don't from, think Peter did that when he would reach down. And he says, "I don't have anything to give you, but I'll get, although I'll give you correct. this." I think that it, unless we're looking at those people as broken, sick, hurt, and we are moving from a general love and wanting to see restoration, I, that's what I tend to think that the key is to see that power. I think you, again, you got to couple it with a holiness mindset along with a genuine concern for the people that are hurting that need a healing and restoration and not just from a look how powerful my God is kind of thing. I'm just, that's just kind of where I'm at because there's been many times that I have believed and have believed and have prayed and prayed and have gone to funerals, right? And have watched things not happen. But then there's other times that those things have happened. So I'm not sure what the formula, if you want to use that word is, what the level of faith is, um, or sometimes do we forget we just got to go, you know what? We got to fall back on the sovereignness of God. And for some reason, that didn't manifest. Am I wrong in saying this? I'll, I'm going to say it. If you think I'm wrong, you tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we pray for people's healing. Mm-hmm. All right. I do that as well. And then a person dies and we think God didn't heal him. Well, wait a second. If he took him took you from a state of imperfection and gave you a state of perfection, didn't he heal you? Right. That's kind of how I see it. I mean, look, I, I grieve differently than a lot of people. A lot of people get all upset. Look, I lost five family members last year. Incredible. Both my brothers, a, a daughter, 
uh, a son and uh, and a friend. And I didn't mourn, but just a few moments Mm -hmm. because I knew they were all believers. Okay. So they're not dead. Even if they were not believers, they're still not dead. You continue to live on. That's right. We just, you know, we just don't see each other. But you know what? I didn't see my brothers all the time. We got together one time during the year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I told my wife, I said, you know, if, if the Bible says, and we believe the Bible, if the Bible says to die is gain. That's what Paul said. Right. So why then do we fight so hard not to gain? Because this I is mean, what we know. I, and I said, what child do you know? Of course, Disney's not the best example right now. Right. But, but if, if a child knows they're going to <laughs> Disney World, which child decides, you know what, I, what child's going to resist that? They're, but they're asking, is it today? Is it today? Is it tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Is it tomorrow? When are we right. going? And are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? They don't, do, they don't resist it. They run to it. Yeah. And if we believe the Bible to be true, then to die is game because of where we're going to be and who we're going to be with. But we tend, we, it's, like, it's like we position our life to fight as hard as we can not to go to that place of great gain for us. And I think that sh- that we probably should examine ourselves a little bit. I'm not, I mean, I'm not looking to go tomorrow, but when my time comes, you know, I'm really trying to figure out, am I going to pump 50 million chemicals in my body to try to stop, uh, uh, to stop the gain, to stop the yeah. glory, to stop my transition? Or am I going to say, you know what? I've, I've run my race. Mm-hmm. I finished my course. I'm ready to to go on to be with the Lord. I'm ready to to experience gain. I mean, going back to praying for people. Sometimes you pray for people and you don't see it happen, and then you find out later mm. from their wife or somebody else saying things like, "You know what? They told me they wanted to go." I'm like, well, right. if somebody might have stopped you, if, if I'm, you know, if, <laughs> you know, it's it's like uh, you don't know what they're praying in private. Maybe they're saying, "Lord, take me." And you're praying, Lord, keep me, keep them here. So sometimes you just don't know. That's where you just trust. I'll tell you a story about hearing the voice of God uh, and feeling an unctioning of the Spirit of God. Unction, I love that word. We had a um, we had a man at the, at an old church that I was part of that was dealing with diabetes. Okay, and I felt like the Lord um, told me to pray and fast for him, and and to basically do, and just go into a fast period, and it was what people call like a Jewish fast, where it was just sun up to sundown. So it was yeah. not 24 hours of eating in the evenings. Did that for a very, very long time. And then I, um, and then a bunch of the ladies in the church were making meals for him and all this other stuff. And then we would find out that he's not doing his part. He's still back there, you know, chugging candy bars, and, and he's not doing his part to balance out. And, and I didn't, I can't remember if this was before or after, but then I felt just heard the quickening of the Spirit of the Lord say, stop he's not receiving he doesn't want Uh, to change and so i stopped and then i don't know how long later it was that he ended up passing from it but you know sometimes that you pray and believe about something but if it involves a people we always got to remember there's the will side of their side okay you know i appreciate both of you you know i look so much forward to doing this hour I really do. I love it when we got everybody here, but Billy couldn't be here today. The bottom line, you guys are great guys. And you, Thanks, Dave. And I, I love, and I I sent Rick Pizzette a, a message the other day saying that I was thinking about maybe getting back to preaching again. He said, send me a sample and let me hear, let me hear what you want to say. Well, Rick, it's coming. 
and I'm going to speak on truth mm-hmm. just because of the Easter celebration and Pilate saying what is truth. Right. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Anyway, thanks for being with us today. We'll do this again next Tuesday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Tomorrow's Secretary of State. We're going to be talking with him. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.